King Henry Will you do one thing for me Will you open my right side And find my baby And find my baby That's a thing I never can do If I lose a flower of England I shall lose the branch too I shall lose the branch too Fiddling and dancing On the day the babe was born But poor Queen Jane Beloved Lay cold as a stone Lay cold as a stone I don't see a lot of money here. The Lifers Podcast with Scott Lucas, Gabe Rodriguez, and Ben Reiser. And now, here's Scott, Gabe, and Ben. What what are you eating? Eating on the job there, Ben? Yeah, I got a bag full of um, Swedish fish. That sounds great on the you podcast. You were putting them down like you know, like I, like they were popcorn. I got to get a bunch of these in my mouth. Yeah. All right. So let's start the podcast. So so everybody's we're back in our studios, also known as our separate Home. <laughs> homes. Back on home turf. I'm surprised, Gabe. I'm surprised you made it back home. I made it in one piece. In that car, in that jalopy. It was fine. Made a two-day trip. Saw my dad on the way home in Mississippi, and here I am, back in Orange Park, Florida. That's great. We got Gabe there, back in Orange Park, Florida. Is that where you said you live? Yes, that's the address that's on all the shipments that you send to me. I, I don't pay attention. It's like you with our emails. It's at ben. Orange Park. Is that named after our 45th president? What's going on here? No. It's just a park that is orange. I don't know. It's just the city we picked. Ooh. But Steve yep. could think of some good bands from Orange Steve park. is sitting there like, why the fuck did I agree to be on this episode? <laughs> Ben's back in Madison. 
I'm back in <laughs> Chicago, and Steve Sleeve is with us. Hey, Hello, what's Steve. up? I'm here, in, also in Chicago. Steve, are you campaigning to be a regular on the show, like just part of the panel? I do. I'm not, first of all, I'm, I'm campaigning for nothing. <laughs> uh, but I like the idea. I like the Mahmood approach of being a panelist. Wow. <laughs> right. Well, here, here's what happened. So anybody that would have went to these shows, at least the ones in Chicago last week, would have been treated to Steve's... I don't know. I mean, he was like the the fourth member of the band. He was doing all these like little audio drops. Uh, somebody screamed out like, not screamed, but shouted out like, well, it's like a morning show. And I was like, yes, it is like a morning show. We got Steve Rydell in the back. He- Doing the from, from everybody's favorite episode, our Genesis deconstruction. Steve was on the Genesis episode. Okay, that's the, wow, that's, that's extra the last loud. fruity drink for at least forty-five minutes. Holy shit! So, so Steve reached out what the night before the show, like, hey, you guys need me to do anything? <laughs> it was pretty. It was pretty vague. And then it was an incomplete email. This is the kind of email that if I was Gabe, I would absolutely ignore. Uh-huh. It just said, do you need me to remix anything? My loose thought is like remix something from the first night and play it the second night. And Scott just wrote back, what? <laughs> 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 Which is a good indicator that I needed to be a little more verbose in my uh, idea explanation. Right. Like I said, this was a very loose idea. <laughs> Right. I didn't. But, I didn't know. It just depend. It depended on what was going to happen. But you, you sort of uh, turned it into a better idea, which was you know sort of running, running the audio, um, doing the drops, and then I kind of took that and and ran with it a little further. <laughs> and it really, I I listened back to it, and I was really getting loose with those shotgun sounds. <laughs> you were getting loose. <laughs> you know, we had you on the show, the Genesis show which is what like what number five it was very early yeah ben number five i thought you you remembered every number I think that's for every right. episode i believe okay. that's correct so steve was talking about the other night and that was the only episode that doesn't have somebody's name in it is is, is that what it is like you didn't even get your name on the episode steve i just assumed i wasn't famous enough I don't know that that's uh-huh. true, though. Didn't we did one about the three by five tour? Did we put that guy's name on the show? Maybe we did. Maybe, maybe did we you did. say that? Did you say that guy's name? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember the guy's no, name. This sounds like a no. <laughs> it was Phil. We can always edit these and add the names later and act like and, it was always there. Excuse me. Excuse me. We also recently, episode number one fourteen was called "Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter," so there's nobody's name on that either. Yeah, but. Was there a that, guest? That was somebody who really wasn't. There famous. were guests. My my daughter was a guest, and um, <laughs> um, also so call Lifer, me when she's got her own show. Lifer's number one thirteen. What's the best? You two did not have somebody's name on it. Uh, that was a part two, though. So tonight, let's write those wrongs. So in order to write those wrongs with you, Steve, we have to ask you a little bit about your past. Okay, so tonight I'll be a guest on the Lifers podcast right. featuring Steve Rydell. 
Right. Oh, good. We get to say Steve Rydell. Because I don't understand. No. First thing you can explain is this whole Steve Sleeve thing. Because I don't know the backstory. All right. Uh, first old, of all, let's, all right, let's go. <laughs> let's thank everybody that was at the show's last, last week. It's only been a week. It's kind of weird. It feels like forever ago. Uh, but we've played three shows, two in Chicago, one in Madison. And I think that they were successes. We didn't bomb. Right. It wasn't it, a total bomb. Yeah, you were afraid because you saw that episode of Smartless where they bombed in front of the crowd in Boston. You said, this could be us any day now. We did three shows and everybody had a good time. Did you go back and watch all the episodes? Are you a big Smartless fan now? No, I just remember. I didn't the, show you that episode. You talked about it. Okay. I never watched it and I still am not going to watch it. It's, I'm offended by it. But anyway, <laughs> we had three <coughs> memorable nights that I'll, you know, always cherish. Those will be our first shows ever. If we ever get to do it again, those are the first. Cherish? You'll always cherish three memorable nights that you're all... <laughs> what happened? Those were... In my bedroom. <laughs> what were you saying, Ben? I was saying that night number three in Madison was our earliest ending of the night, I think. We were... We were at Ian's Pizza at the end of our night at like 1.45 in the morning. And when I got home, tired. after I had pounded down two slices of pizza, I was tired. I was exhausted. I could not believe what we had just done for three nights in a row. Uh, you know, the shows, getting all prepped for the shows and doing the shows, putting out that energy during the shows. And then the after parties. Oh, my God. Uh, but uh, putting out I, that energy, huh? Yeah, putting out that sitting energy. down, sitting on a couch, putting out <laughs> that energy. You're offending somebody here. Am I? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, wh- what it made me think first of all was how the fuck does Scott do it? All right, all right, all right. But, but the after parties is what wiped you out. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. The the rock and roll bowling. Uh going Liars to, Club. to Lila's with with her oh oh yeah uh right <laughs> Liars Club what was louder rock and roll bowling or Liars Club absolutely rock and roll bowling <laughs> <laughs> but by the next day I was like when can we do this again I was like let's go I'm ready for more I had recharged and let's do it again yeah it was good I was surprised I uh you know I was really playing it up that why are we doing this but i i was uh, it certainly exceeded my expectations of of how well it was going to go and we got to finally get chips enough on for ben yeah he rode uh, you around in his car he didn't ride me around he, but he made me sit in it and pose for pictures <laughs> behind the wheel is uh <laughs> is it a porsche it's a porsche something speedster i don't know anything about cars uh but it so was, you didn't but, see that coming at all? No. God, no. There wasn't, because there was a couple of points where Gabe was like, I think Ben's on to us. You were asking a knows. lot of questions. When, when Herb was there getting ready to mix drinks and stuff, when you were like drilling him and like, well, what, what's going to happen tonight? And, and I'm like, I hope Herb knows that Ben doesn't know he's going to be, the, he's not the guest. Oh, I was trying to prep for Herb. I was like, okay, what are we doing with Herb? How are we going to make this an interesting episode with Herb? Then I was dealing with Scott, who kept like 
escorting us downstairs. Scott was acting weird. And this was my first uh, show, live show with Scott. And I'm like, okay, I don't know. I guess this is how he is before a show. Like all wound <laughs> up and <laughs> like focused on something that I can't And by the way, after out. three shows with you, the asking question things, Gabe, that was not an anomaly. Book still yes. gone. <laughs> Well, Ben kept wanting to go, like, I want to go upstairs. I want to watch the show. I'm like, no, y- y- you can't. You know, at some point, Chip is going to show up, and I'm not sure exactly. So, you know, everything has to be the way it is, and then you guys have to be on stage. Once you're on stage, Chip can come in. And so during the, the opening acoustic set, I see my phone go off, and it's Chip. And he's like, I'm here, bro. And I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah. I've still got like 20 minutes of this thing. They're out there in the the front room at G-Man. He's going to walk into the front room at G-Man. So I give a look at Kelly and I'm just kind of like, and then she looks up at me and goes, oh, he's outside, gets up, goes out there, parks him, does everything. Worked out. And the look on your face, pretty good. That's it. (laughs) No more surprises. No, No more. Uh, no, not for we, me, we, but we, su- wait, we surprised we, got- we surprised me with Rick Froberg. We surprised both of us with uh, Tommy, Tommy Stinson. Yeah, we surprised Ben with Chip enough. And one day, Scott, we're going to get you. Nope. One day. No, that's enough. Enough is enough, guys. What's the Scott surprise list? Oh wait, maybe you don't want to reveal it. <laughs> no, we don't want to reveal that. But I was thinking of one this week. Oh, yeah, Billy Idol. Is that would that be a big surprise for you? No. He nodded yes. <laughs> no, it's not. So back to Steve. So Steve Steve, as, how were the as, shows for you? Hang on a second. As he is one, yeah, how how were your shows, right? <laughs> um well so I I mean, you know, despite uh launching all those sounds, I was watching it from the back uh at G Man uh both of those nights. And I thought they were great. I thought it like flowed very naturally from the podcast version to the live show version uh it is i I had listened to the kyle canane episode where you were sort of you know worried about should we be do should we be doing this and it's a valid concern you know like uh it a live podcast could be genuinely awful and i think it was the opposite of that like audience loved it like it uh it felt really good yeah total surprise Total surprise. <laughs> that's how. Get, that's what Scott got surprised by, is that it went well. <laughs> it went well. <laughs> I'm just glad we didn't have any poop jokes, really, and uh, we had a successful so, run. What were you talking about? You, you sent a, a text the other day, like, who knew we'd be doing this and that and having bits and talking about where <laughs> come from? What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> I said, whoever picked uh, live podcasts, you know, jokes about and something else for the Gabe bingo card, you're the winner. You know what I'm talking Listen, about? We've never talked about thing on this show. At the live show on the last night playing Cards Against Humanity, I had the card, the Trump oh, card, you know, the, oh, the I card. I that out. I blacked that okay. oh, <laughs> didn't. It didn't even go over that great. What went over, I thought was funny, was the, my reaction to seeing the card. <laughs> and then I used it and it bombed. But either yeah. way, I still won the game. It's not an inherently funny game, but seeing you react to those cards and read those <laughs> cards is funny. It's about the delivery. 
But that reminds me, thanks for coming out, everyone, to Madison. We were I was a little worried about turnout for that show, but that room, Yes, me too. That that room was full and it was a lively, fun crowd. It was great. Yes, it was great. Got to see our friend Kathy. We got to see our friend uh Rick Ness, he came out. Yeah, Jerry did Newbro. you see Rick Ness and I talking for like two hours at uh, Mickey's? <laughs> like from midnight till yeah, he kept giving me that look to save him, and I was like, yeah. nah. I, <laughs> I was going to say that Joe Shanahan seemed genuinely bummed out that Herb wasn't there the second night at G-Man to, to mix drinks. He gets over stuff like that. Okay, Steve. <laughs> Back to what, Steve. What's up? What's up? Back to me. Go ahead, Scott. Back to Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Your question, Ben. What was my Steve. question? Oh, my question? You want me to ask Steve a question? Sure. Where we left off. Uh, Gabe, who what? do we have on the show tonight? <laughs> the folks at home, we have Steve Rydell. No relation to Chuck Rydell or Bill Rydell or the Rydell helmets. I don't know who those people are. I, I don't know who Steve those Rydell, are. Also known as Steve Sleeve. We have no idea why. He's going to tell us. Uh, it was an old... Like a a nickname yeah. from high school that turned into a college radio DJ name that turned into a later in life DJ name, and like one of the cool ones with no vowels STV SLV. So when I started when I started working at the Metro in 2005, and I would uh, DJ like downstairs in Smart Bar after shows, you know, like when they would do those kind of like. If it was a Monday or a Tuesday and they would have DJs downstairs, that's the name I was using. So that name just sort of stayed stayed with me. Uh, I use it sometimes. Sometimes Wait. I use my real name. It's I use it all the time. I'm not calling you Rydell ever. Never. Is it uh, Rydell is a pretty Rydell is a pretty cool name. Steve Rydell sounds nice. Rydell High. Yeah, Rydell High. That's the number one thing where people are like, "Have you ever heard this before? Has anyone ever said this <laughs> to you before?" And I'm like, "Yes." Uh, I don't know what the what are the Rydell helmets. I know football the, like helmets. The skates. Oh, they do football helmets. They uh, spell I don't it know what up. It is. There's a story about Rydell name on a football helmet. The, the punky QB Jim McMahon from the eight. How old are you? You're forty. Forty four. You don't remember the Jim punky McMahon QB? Come on, we're gonna be <laughs> talking remembers. about eighty stuff later. You, you, you can't be that young. I don't know about his helmet. Okay. I don't know. I know about the skates. I know about the wine glasses. That's spelled differently too. And it's about it. But I got. I got none of those. You know what? None of those fortunes are. <laughs> none of those fortunes are coming to me. <laughs> so, in addition to sleeve rhyming with Steve, is it also just a reference to like a record sleeve, like an album sleeve? It's not, but it could be. Oh, what is it? Your tattoos? You, you, did you get a sleeve? It's literally because it rhymes. <laughs> I, <laughs> I want it to be more interesting than that, but it's not. <laughs> so you were a DJ in the mid-2000s, and that was kind of like, that was probably the best time in the 2000s to be a DJ, right? It was, it was an excellent time. Also, a lot of people, yeah, like everybody was a DJ in the mid-2000s at some level. Yeah, yeah but you were actually good at it in, in the hood internet. Like you guys specialized in mashups that blended hip hop and indie bands and, and in a witty, humorous way. And you were putting out mixtapes every, what, every month? 
we started we started the hood my friend aaron and i started the hood internet as like it originally wasn't meant to be a dj project it was meant to be a like a music blog which was also very popular in the 2000s right and so what we would do is like a couple times a week at first um is do exactly what you said like you know mix mix hip-hop and indie rock primarily it wouldn't it wouldn't always follow that formula but usually and then you know, like Photoshop, uh, the artists together, uh, sometimes humorously, usually humorously. Um, <laughs> but you know, like, uh, we, we got it, we got it going with enough of a fre- frequency that like other music blogs took notice. It got some steam. And after a few months, someone floated it out to us that we should try DJing it live. And what we did instead of that was, um, more of a performance art bit where we like, played the mixtape we had just made and then like pretended to put records inside of a laptop for an hour. (laughs) Right. But then after that, we learned how to sort of, you know, like have our library of, of tracks with us and mix them on the fly and make better versions of them that had like intros and outros and sort of like, you know, reverse engineered DJing for ourselves versus the people that had been like practicing the craft for years and years. Try to do, I see you on a night. 
Yeah, that it was stuff a great was good. Time. It was a great time to be a DJ. I think I'm pretty sure I met you in Smart Bar when I was DJing. Yes, it was. I don't remember what we were talking about, but we were arguing about something. And then the next day I get an email from you and it just said, Lucas, I will fight you with fists. And so I, I, I don't remember. What that was about. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real threat when someone emails you the day after. <laughs> it's terrifying. Yeah, it was terrifying. <laughs> So we got a new segment tonight, uh, or today. Gabe, are you ready for the, your new bit? I didn't make it a bit. I just said I had an observation, and you said, let's make Hold it a on. bit. Hold on. We got music for the bit brought to you by Steve Rydell, formerly of Steve Sleeve. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it, Steve. I got it. I got it queued up. For the show? or Well, you don't play it right. You don't have to play it right now, but you, you want to play it right now. Huh? Have you heard this, Gabe? Back in Gabe Rodriguez days TV was a hit parade Who's singing this? Everybody had it made It's me Those were the games Gabe Rodriguez's TV Corner That's fantastic I don't know what I'd like better That or the Unpunk Gabe song But <laughs> oh, I didn't think you liked the Unpunk Gabe song. It's funny. Oh. The fact that Steve doubled the vocals on this one it makes it even better. Oh, yeah. He's a fan of your double vocals. <laughs> I appreciate your attention to detail. That, come on. You, you're going to write a theme song and make it to that song, and then you've got to double the vocal? That's just, that's just too well, much. Well, is it originally a duet, right? Yeah, the first draft of that was me doing my impression of uh, <laughs> of those voices from the Archie Bunker theme song, and then I want to hear that, that version. You know what I want to do, and I've wanted to do this for years, is a version of "Those Were the Days," sung by Morrissey as Archie Bunker and uh, <laughs> Axl Rose as Edith. Is that for just, real? We're like. We're like six months away from you being able to enter that as an AI prompt and it just like spitting right back out to you. <laughs> oh, come on. Girls were girls and men were men. I mean, it's just, it's just good stuff. Give us your axle now. And you know where you are, man. It would work. It will work. And I don't need AI. Uh, so, Gabe, what do you got for us on TV Corner? Gabe's TV. What, what's this bit called? Gabe's TV Gabe's, Corner. Okay, Gabe's TV Corner. Well, I wanted to talk about All in the Family because yes. that show cracks me up at 51 years old and at 41, 31, 21, and 11. I, I was cracking up at that show over the years. But the other day, I saw an episode on YouTube and they were celebrating Archie's 50th birthday on the show. And I'm thinking yes. to myself, I'm 51. I'm older than Archie Bunker. Right. And now you, you see are it? older than... See what? But you are I... Archie Bunker. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not Archie Bunker. You refuse but to I'm eat, older. you know, ethnic food. You won't eat Indian food. Uh, you can't say ethnic food. <laughs> You're right. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just... That's what he would say. Yes, yes. But that show was clever. It was funny. It was groundbreaking. You know this stuff. I don't to... Topical. 
Exactly. I'm thinking, but how do you feel about the fact that you, at 53, are three years older than Archie Bunker was in the Archie's heyday? <laughs> how old was Edith, for God's sake? <laughs> she was 35. <laughs> but um, but uh, uh, Gabe, but she that, had lived. Yeah, she was that? that woman was a road, those are road years. But um, uh, Gabe, was that episode where he turns fifty in the first season or later on? It was later on. It was. I think it was. Oh my the god! Third or so fourth season. So you're saying there's seasons of All in the Family where Archie isn't even fifty yet. He's in his forties. That I'm finding hard to believe. I believe so. I mean, I, I can't say for sure. It start, the show started in 71, the year I was born, and it ran for nine years. And uh, so in the middle of it, like somewhere. like an old man. I mean, him or Wilford Brimley? Wilford Brimley, right? That was the winner. Okay, Carol O'Connor was born in 1924, so let's do the math. Let's figure out how old Carol O'Connor was in 1971. So 24, 34, 44, 54, 64. So he was, oh, yeah, he was in his yeah. 40s. Good God. Yeah. Wow. Yes, how were we older than Archie Bunker? Steve, any ideas how we're older than Archie he was Bunker? Steve's, he was Steve's age. Steve, you Steve's are as old as started. Archie Bunker in season one. Time is a flat circle. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I can't, guys, I can't explain this. Back in Gabe Rodriguez days, TV was a hit parade. Everybody had it made. Those were the Gabe's. Gabe Rodriguez's TV Corner. That was it, huh? That was your whole first TV corner. Just it talking about how be. old. There's there's like a meme. I don't know if you call it a meme. There's like an Instagram reel or a, maybe it's a TikTok thing. But it's exactly, it's going around. It's exactly what Gabe's been talking about. It's showing characters like Alice from Brady Bunch and like all of these, you know, kind of characters that we remember. And it's like, this is what they were, you know, supposedly on the show. And it's like, they were like 43 or something. And you see them as this super old person, but it's really just like, you know, in or around all of our, current ages yeah but i don't think gabe now looks as old as carol o'connor did he looks 30 i'm looking <laughs> at him right now he looks 30 how much of it do you think is cigarettes and alcohol but cigarettes <laughs> like i think everyone smoked back in those days maybe it was just diet something's going on something's up you think it's all cigarettes it's the wardrobe, the, the the wood paneling on the you know walls. It's everything. The video Asbestos. cameras, the haircuts, the bad lighting on the sets. Probably a lot of hamburgers. <laughs> a lot this of hamburgers. Is a guess. At yes, Archie Bunker's place. How old was Archie in Archie Bunker's place? Probably eight or nine years older than when he was during the show. Okay, I'm well, pulling the plug on Gabe's TV corner. I thought you already did. I'll fix it in the editing. <laughs> so I just got back from New York where Mike Shannon has directed a movie and premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival. And our cover of 
Bob Dylan's Positively Fourth Street, the Married Men's cover of Positively Fourth Street, is in it. So that was cool. Went and he used the whole thing, all six minutes and 12 seconds of the thing. Wow. On the final credits, he cranked it up. That's awesome. He's directed before, or is this his first director uh, debut? His, his directorial debut. All right. Yes. Hey. I saw a picture of you with Alexander Skarsgård. Holy shit, that's exciting. Right, when Alex. He, when is he going to be on the old lifers? <laughs> Everybody's a target to lifers to you, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Alexander Skarsgård is in the movie, so is Judy Greer. Judy Greer was not there, but Alexander was, and he was, he was a delight. He was super tall. Super nice. You know, I, I don't know if I thought he would be. Mike introduced me to him, and he, he's like, this is Scott. He, he's got the song at the end. He's like, oh, that's you, you? He's like getting into my face, kind of like asking me all these questions. And I started to freak out because I've been watching Succession like everybody yeah. else for the last month and a half. And, and I was like, am I on Succession? I mean, it was really intense. And he was like right in my face. And, you know, you know, I thought he was the character for a second. It was freaky. And then did you get over that or did he stop doing that or? I got over that. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was, it was weird. But we talked about uh, the uh, infinity pool. And so it was cool. You know, we have not. We got a really pizza should. together. Oh, where from? Domino's. <laughs> Domino's does have the real Brooklyn pizza, so that's when, legit. That's yeah. that's when true. in New York, do like when New in York New York do. Sparrow. Yeah. Um you know, we haven't talked So Eric all. LaRue is the name of the movie. I, I, I Michael's movie is Eric LaRue. It doesn't have a distribute it doesn't have a distribution yet, so but uh keep your eyes, ears open. I read a rave review in variety, I think. Variety gave it a good review, huh? Yeah. Or was it Deadline? Oh, maybe. Or was it uh, The News Sun? <laughs> <laughs> was it the, the Zion Weekly? The Zionist, yeah. <laughs> the Zionist. Scott, we have, never, we have yet to talk about your sojourn in Pennsylvania a couple weeks ago when you played a couple shows. How'd those go for you? <laughs> oh, uh, with live? Yeah. He was, yeah, they were, they were delightful. The, the, the tour, the whole past few weeks, guys, has been breathtaking. <laughs> really? Just you breathtaking. See? Have you noticed everything's breathtaking these days? Like, why do you see these pictures of little old what's-her-face all grown up? They're breathtaking. Why do you see these pictures of so-and-so's kids? They're breathtaking. You guys seen this shit? Yeah. <laughs> who's taking these pictures? And who's talking like they're all breathtaking? I don't think anything's breathtaking. <laughs> breathtaking exactly. is something you just take a breath. Who cares? No big deal. It's a very mis, misused term. Well, like, that I was is a re- good point. What is the point of the of the term breathtaking? Like, yeah, everyone takes a breath every two seconds. So it's like they think that you're gonna look at a picture. Of a child star all growing up and go, <gasps> they mean they mean gasp inducing. 
I, I, I guess so. I mean, I was reading something the other day. Uh, I get these uh, emails, these menu, food, whatever emails. And the headline says, Dolly Parton puts an unexpected ingredient in her coleslaw, and it's breathtaking. <laughs> so you're yeah, like... That, that's clickbait. And I, I, I clicked. I clicked. Big t- I, mean, I, I gotta check out this fucking coleslaw. So check this out. Some guy named Zach Waxer. That's his name, Zach Waxer. Writing for... Uh, I don't know. What, what is this? Recipes? Uh, what, what is the name of this fucking thing? That I, so, I don't even know why. But, it's, oh, but Zach Waxer spells it's it... He spells it, he spells it Z, Z-C-K... WXR, a la oh, Steve Sleeve. No, 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 no. So it's no. cool. So he's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm listening. He's, he's, he spells it <laughs> yeah. the usual way. So ah, Zach Waxer's bad. famous, Dolly Parton's famous coleslaw. When it comes to iconic figures in the world of music, Dolly Parton's name is virtually synonymous with talent, charisma, and an unapologetic for life. I mean, an unapologetic... An unapologetic <laughs> zest for life. Ooh, you got to edit that one. But yeah, did you know that behind her captivating melodies, Dolly has a hidden culinary prowess? I sure didn't. I recently stumbled upon a revelation that I had to try. Dolly Parton's coleslaw recipe. With a mix of excitement and curiosity, I set out to try it. Who's ever been excited and curious to try coleslaw? Not me. I mean, do you guys see the level of hyperbole we're dealing with? Am I'm I sorry, what is, this website is, what is this? The website is called Foodnet. <laughs> it's not called, real. What, that's, the, that's not a website. It's called menu? Food Talk is what it's called. Food, food Talk? All right. Also, food let's talk. get back into how did you wind up on this e-newsletter? Somehow, I'm, I'm, I get emails from them, and I've been trying to get out of it. But with stuff like this... So I just I just got a click. <laughs> I had to. Oh, it's coleslaw breathtaking. One bite of Dolly Parton's coleslaw, and you'll know that the dressing is the star of the show. Her coleslaw recipe brings joy to your taste buds, and I'm actually really happy about how much I enjoy this dish. This sounds perverted. <laughs> Dolly Parton's coleslaw. It's perverse. <laughs> Dolly's positive energy must be infectious in a totally good way. I mean, whose positive en- energy is not infectious in a good way? Uh, are you? Are you? <laughs> am I the only one? So you have I'm it thinking. in for this writer, not just the word breathtaking. It's this writer in general. We Zach Waxer, Zach Waxer, Zach Waxer, Zach Waxer. Please come on the podcast. Buddies with <laughs> Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher need, and Zach Waxer. We need to talk like to you. I like Jack Reacher. Zach Waxer, Food Talk Editor. I hope it brings as much joy to your day as it does to mine. If, it, if coleslaw brings as much joy to your day, you're a fucking psychopath. I just did a Google search for Zach Waxer, and it did, you know how Google fills in what it thinks you're going to be looking for? Uh-huh. The first fill-in is Zach Waxer breathtaking. So this must be an actual <laughs> thing. That's crazy. Is, w- anywhere down the list, did it say Zach Waxer gasp inducing? <laughs> or no? No. No. Mm-hmm. All right. So that one hasn't caught on yet. It will. I mean, <laughs> <sighs> culinary masterpiece. Coleslaw. 
I mean, every, we all love Dolly. She can do no wrong. It's true. But she's uh, not making breathtaking coleslaw. Excuse There's me. No have you seen the movie that she did with uh, Stallone? Excuse me. With Stallone? Rhinestone? Yeah. That's, that's gasp-inducing. All right. Well, that's all I got. Good night, everybody. That was a breathtaking segment. Steve, can you work up a breathtaking uh, theme song? Sure. <gasps> we'll fix it in post. I do have a list of synonyms for breathtaking. Synonyms? Oh, no, we'll do, we'll do something to we'll do something that uses the melody of Berlin. Take my breath away. Breathtaking. Nice. Duh. <laughs> Duh. Speaking of eighties. That anthems. Well, are we going to bring this up? This 1982 prom stuff? What's going on? Oh, yeah. We We're 52 minutes into this podcast. We Good should. God. Speaking of speaking of things that uh, that Steve reaches out and offers his help on, uh, Coverboy, before we, Coverboy even had a name, even had members, Steve calls me and says, hey, heard you need some help with this Coverboy thing. I'm in. So I named the band know, before it had a name. Yeah, <laughs> that's how, next thing that's you know, how he's playing. prescient I am. <laughs> I knew that uh, I got I got people on the inside, and I knew that Kelly Way was bringing the prom back I kept people to on the uh, to Metro Smart Bar G Man, and uh, I heard that Scott was going to get a band together, and I reached out and I said. Hey Scott, I heard you're needing to get a band together. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember what I texted. Uh, but the idea of doing a like a sort of late '70s, early '80s prom seemed really awesome. And it was Scott that came up with the name. I had a lot of suggestions, no real winners, um, but uh, Scott nailed it. So the whole idea of Cover Boy is it has to all be songs from 1982, right? Yep, the prom was themed night waiting for you in 1982. Uh-huh. And that was that made that was easy boundaries. Just only music from 1982. Right. Except let's get point, this out of the way. Let's get this out of the way right now. A prom in 1982 would not have been consisting solely of songs that were released in 82. No. But for our purposes and for Coverboy's purposes, these were just songs that were released in 1982, right? There was some talk about that. Well, there was some talk about like, was this like a carryover hit? Was this still on the charts from 81? But uh, I think, uh, and Max at one point was suggesting like, hey, let's play. It was some song from 1986. And I'm like, that hasn't even happened yet. Right. Uh, <laughs> but it just, it was a good like set of boundaries, like, yeah. Songs that were released in '82, but I, I I don't really want to pick this apart too much, Ben, because if the whole thing falls apart like a house no, of no. cards, then where will we be? It'll be anarchy. That's, that's true, but I just want to throw one more caveat out there. Mm. There are also plenty of songs that were released in the second half of 1982 that would have been too late for a spring prom. Now true. you're getting too deep into the weeds. Come on, '82. Hey, that's what I'm looking for. That's all we need to do. Okay, so so in honor of Coverboy's next show, which we don't know when it's actually going to be, we're going to do, if we were prom DJs, 
what would your top three go to 1982 prom songs be? Right? That that's what we're doing. You down with this, Gabe? Yes, I'm down. Now you're not gonna put in number of the beast and shit, are you? No, it's stuff that would have to be prom centric. Okay. All right. I mean, you can. You could play that for the the stoners if you want, but you know. No, but you've got the right go idea. You, you've they got didn't the go to right. prom. Yes, you're right. You've got the right idea. Okay, so it's a, another edition of What's the Best featuring the best prom songs of 1982. What's the best? So, Ben, you've. It seems, seems like you've given this the most thought. Amazingly, since you're not in a 1982 <laughs> cover band, like Steve and I are, but you've given it the most thought. So why don't you go first? Well, the other thing that's interesting is, was, was anybody in the band actually at a prom in 82? It seems like it's a before everyone's time, a little bit. Maybe Max? Oh, maybe Max, yeah. Maybe I, Max. My, my high school prom, which I didn't go to, would have been 84. Um, so, but so we I all have my, to use our imagination. Sure. What would be the best 82 prom songs? So I was thinking of bangers and slow dances and songs that I thought, well, this will just fill the floor. Uh, and then I was also thinking of songs that would clear the floor because in my college DJ days, I was famous for picking the wrong song and everyone leaving the dance floor. Uh, at our Friday night uh, dances on campus. Anyway, uh, so what do you so what are you saying? You want me to you want me to pick, pick one your of my three, top three? Pick pick your three. You want me to do all three? You, what? You, not no not we'll go oh. we'll go down the line. Okay, you know, it's, good. it's three. Everybody gets their three. We we'll go down the line. Uh, but if you pick a song that's on my list before I get to the song, I have to come up with an alternate. Okay. And that's and that goes for all he is. All right. Like so it's this. one. So it's one per category. There are no categories, Ben. In my brain, there are, but we're not going to do that on the air, right. on air, right? I mean, I, I kind of made categories. Oh, or well, your categories? Not my categories, but reasons for each for why I picked each song. Which sure. some of those have to do with categories and why you would play them. Because, like Steve, as a DJ, you know that you, a night has different moods, right? Yeah, you got to read the crowd. I might want to play Genesis's 1982 <laughs> Paper Late, but that crowd might not be feeling that, and I got to know that when I see them. Exactly. That's right. a given. I'm sorry, what? That's a given that the crowd doesn't want to hear Papier, whatever you're talking about. I, I don't know. Gabe, how do you how do you know that without without seeing the crowd? <laughs> it's got to be a particular crowd. Did you just say Peppy A? <laughs> Somebody's been watching Seinfeld again. <laughs> what the hell is paper late? Is that a word? I don't think so. <laughs> well, it's right, two so words. Two that, words, one after the other. Okay. That's the other important part. Like, close your eyes, Gabe, and picture the crowd. <laughs> Are you closing your eyes? I can see you. I know you're not closing your eyes. Close your eyes. As Steve says, you have to picture the crowd. Now, read the crowd as you're picturing them. I got it. Ben goes first, though. All right. I'll go first. While Ben's reading his answer, I want you to keep your eyes closed. (laughs) My first pick comes from an artist who I was obsessed with throughout the first half of the 1980s. Um, 
uh, both when he had a band and then when he went solo. And my 82 uh, prom song uh, from this particular artist would be Adam Ant, Goody Two Shoes from 1982. That's my first banger, my prom banger. So that's your that's your idea of a prom banger, Goody Two Shoes. East Coast. Let me point out okay. that in the eighties there was a big Adam Man was not was from the East Coast. On. No, no, no. But he was king of the East Coast Brooklyn proms. And not he wasn't king of that, but we knew of him. <laughs> me and my friends, kids in high school. <laughs> this is best high school. King of the East Coast. <laughs> Because because no because I met my wife who's from Wisconsin when we were in college in eighty four to eighty eight, and she brought with her to New York a whole other list of radio hits that I knew nothing of that were Midwest radio hits like um, Off Broadway and mm. uh, all kinds of bands like that and I'm like oh I've never heard these fucking things right. and at the same time there were a lot of these new wave hits that had made it from England maybe as far as New York and then never made it the rest of the way or at least not for a while. So, Goody Two Shoes, which I believe was a national hit, but there you go. Adam Ant, Goody Two Shoes. Number three, I can see that filling the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Gabe, how about you? Well, when I think of prom in 82, I think of, like, roller skating music. So, I got to pick between one of two songs. I'm going to pick at the last minute here. Let It Whip. Ooh. Is that the Gap Band? That's the Gap Band. That's That's a Daz Band. Oh, it's the Daz Band, is it? Ooh, I get those two mixed up. Daz Gap it. The Gap Band is uh, <laughs> also had a great '82 hit. Uh, Don't blow it for me. It might be in my number two. Oh. Yeah, sure. All right, I won't say it. Let it whip. That is a what do you call it? Gets That's the, the Daz Band. Seats? Or is that the Gap Band? The Gap That's Daz the Daz Band. band. The Daz Gap band. band is. I'll say it, and we can cut it out. You, if you, if it turns out to be something you had, Gabe. You dropped a bomb on me. You dropped Come a bomb on. on me. You're blowing it for me. That's it. Oh, did I blow it? Okay. Well, you can no, still have didn't. it. It can still be yours. That's why I thought it was the Gap Band. Okay, the Daz Band. I never heard of the Daz Let Band. Let it whip might be better. I yeah. picked it. I picked it number three on my list. It's a, it, what, what do is, you say when people are the seats? Let's tonight better. Eh, that's pretty good. Who, who's that? Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's okay. Right. Okay. Steve? I picked Let It Whip. Let It Whip, number three. DJ Gabe. Gabe. Gabe picked my song. Uh, wow. I was, I mean, that was, that was gonna, I mean, I have other, don't worry. I got other songs. <laughs> um, I think that Grandmaster Flash, the message. Ooh. I think that so, sort of, that fits, that kind of fits the dance floor filler and banger category for me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good pick. Love it. Love it. Okay, so me, uh, number three would be uh, Melt With You because they would get the new waivers and the poppers alike. And, and for me, is there a song that feels more like 1982? It just feels like 1982. I don't really I don't like it. Song. What is that song? I don't I'll melt. That song. Melt With You by yeah, Modern you do. English? I'll Stop the World and Melt With You. Oh, okay. 
It was in a Burger King commercial. <laughs> he did I thought that was Big Country. <laughs> he gives me, he gives me, oh, okay. <laughs> Scott, that's a terrible choice. Uh, oh. oh, boy. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> wow. I don't like it. I just think it will fill the floor. And it will it will appeal to new waivers and go anyway. Fuck you, Ben. <laughs> All right, my second song is going to be my slow dance. Oh. Um, it's a band that I saw open for Split Ends at the Dr Pepper Music Festival, <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa!" So what two is of my this? favorite things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these these guys have nothing but hits. What the fuck is this band? And then I, the album came out. At, week later or something and i got it and i was like there's no bad songs on this thing uh but the one that i probably really listened to more than any other duran duran save a prayer from rio wow that's my slow save dance. a prayer is that, that is a good? slow dance yeah it's not a big hit i don't even know if it was it did they release it as it's a, a hit probably not i didn't realize it was on rio yes don't Man, say a prayer for me now. Save it till save the morning after, morning which after. is clever because the name of the song is Save a Prayer, but they actually split that phrase among those two lines. Put a lot of thought into this. Yeah, somebody had to. Gabe, have you put any thought into your number two choice? <laughs> My number two choice. I'm, I'm going to steal it from somebody here, too. You're going to have it. The song... That gets your asses out of the seats and puts you on the dance floor. I can picture all the smoke coming up. 1999 by Prince. 1982. Doesn't 82. that fill the dance 82. floor? That's 82. Isn't that 83? Am I no, wrong? No, I looked it up. No, it's I did my research. Back me up, Steve. Yep, he's got it. Think of how prescient Prince was. He was already singing about 1999 in 1982. Incredible. Foresight. They're talking about 1984 and 19... whatever. <laughs> George when was that book, wrote that book. 30s, 50s? <laughs> anyway, that's the song, 1989. That's a good pick. I, 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 you had it on your I, list, didn't you? No, I just never think of Prince as from 82. I always think of 83 and definitely 84. I mean, 84 belongs to Prince. Good pick. I'm a little, I'm a little angry. That's a good pick. I like the way you're really building these up too. Are you, have you written this stuff down? No, this is all from the cuff. It, from the cuff. <laughs> he wrote it from on the his hip. cuff. He wrote from it on his, his cuff. On my cuff. Yeah. Let's get it off this cuff. <laughs> he's got a sl- ace up his sleeve, his Steve sleeve, and he's got a, he's got the songs written on his cuff. Steve, what do you got? All right. Well, now I'm sort of. Um, um, vacillating between picking a slow dance and another dance floor banger. Um, I'm gonna go dance floor. I'm going Yaz situation. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Heater. Yeah. Heater and a huge hit. Yeah, I feel like some of these picks would not have flown in Zion, Gabe. Right. Are you thinking East Coast, maybe? Midwest? Is Yaz the same as Yazoo? Yes. Who knows this stuff? Everybody. I never heard this song in my life. They were Yazoo. Yeah, you. They were Yazoo, but there already was a Yazoo here, so they had to change it to Yaz for the states. It could have been Yaz Junior or Yaz US. Yazoo. Could have been. (laughs) Yaz. 
Yazus. Kanye West's famous album, Yazus. Yes. <laughs> right, I'm going to go with a, uh, a slow dance as well right. for my number two. Um, this is a slow dance that would get the, even get the Heshers and the you know, creepy older boyfriends out on the floor. Uh, Just Between You and Me by April Wine. Just enough of, you know, some, there's some guitar solos in there that people would be like, all right, yeah, I'll dance with this chick. Bogging wasn't me it, all night. Wasn't it in Carrie in the prom scene? No. I know. I'm just teasing. Um, great. That's a great choice, Scott. Yeah? Nicely okay. Done. Great one. Also in, cover, also in Coverboy's repertoire. It is. Have we not done any Coverboy uh, cover repertoire songs yet? So um, I'm becoming like Johnny two times. I have to say, Jason. <laughs> Jason wanted to play jazz band. We just didn't uh, do it. He did. That was definitely on his list. Gabe, we'll get there. Next time, it's my turn. Says, no, no we were just referencing one of your songs, <laughs> hoping I'm, you were going to make a funny comment. I'm about to call an audible here. I found a different song. Hang on a second. It's my turn. Okay. So this is my my last one. This is my number one, I guess. This is Um, it. uh, Show's almost over. So this is, so I I had a, afterward, after we're done, I'm going to, we'll give you my also rans and other things I was thinking about. Oh, it's going to be the best part of the show. This is it. So because Steve just did a Yazoo song. I was going to go with a different Yazoo song. They were never called Yazoo. Like, uh, I, I hate to sound like Gabe here, but no, it was always Yaz. Yazoo? Nope. That's you're right. making that's this their shit. Real, that's their real name. Am I right, Steve Sleeve? Uh, I think Yazoo is that little alien from the Flintstones. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Not according to Gabe. Gabe Back to Gabe's TV corner. Kazoo. I thought it was Marvin the Marsh. Yeah, right, Marvin the Marsh. I don't know. So I was going to pick Yaz or Yazoo. Just work from work. I was going to pick Don't Go, which I think is a big dance hit. But I'm going to drop that because who needs two Yazoo songs in the... Nobody. Right. I repeat. So I'm going to go with the obvious banger. I mean, this is... I don't really... I never liked this song that much, but God damn, did this bring people out to the floor. Billy Idol, White Wedding. Whoa. Once again, I, I feel like this song is 83. I, I just, I don't, I, I didn't go through and you know, go by year. I just kind of thought of songs and checked to make sure that they were 82. But I just never, it just doesn't strike me as an 82 song. I hated music in 82 when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It was an affront to a metalhead. Mm-hmm. Things that I dig about it now, at the time, I, I, I found it very threatening. I got in, in 1982, I got invited, a bunch of my friends and I in high school got invited to the taping of like a sort of an American bandstand ripoff called We're Dancing, and they were <laughs> taping it in New York. Clever, we, clever title. We got to the studio and there were three, I think we shot like three episodes in a row, but, and, and so these, these 
musical artists of the day showed up in this tiny little studio, lip synced to a song or two. We were dancing. I was wearing like a skinny tie and a fucking fedora, all sorts of shit. But Billy Idol was one of the bands that came and lip synced for us, and he did White Wedding. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Gabe. Well, I was going to call an audible here, but this song says 1983. It also says 82 on Wikipedia. I don't know what what it is. If I say it, it might not qualify. I don't want to be disqualified here. Should I say it? It's all right. We're not that If harsh. you say it, it might not come true. <laughs> this song is the epitome of early 80s. White Horse by the laid back. Does that count? Is it too late in the game? Scott, you're laughing. Gabe is such a laid back DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I was just surprised. When it comes to the dance floor, Gabe don't fuck around. <laughs> What's the fascination with riding the white horse in 1982 or 83? Everybody wanted to ride the white horse. No. If you want to ride, don't ride the white horse. Is it? I thought you're supposed to ride the white horse. No. No. Don't ride the white horse. It's a cautionary what? tale. Have you Everybody's, not? Have you been not? Have you not been listening to those lyrics? Maybe I got it mixed up with Eric Clapton's "Cocaine." If if you want to hang out, you know, down on the ground, cocaine. That's right. <laughs> so if you want to ride, ride the white horse, or it's don't ride the white horse. You're saying, or ride pony. What is it? <laughs> it's true, Rich. Bitch. Does that count? Is it 83 or 82? I don't I know. It's one of those, I bet it's one of those situations I'm not even looking, but if you're if you're seeing both, it's probably like the single came out in 82 and then like a album version in 83. Okay, so I, I say it counts. Laid so back. Say, yeah, absolutely. What was if your... If you want to ride, don't, don't the lyrics are... If you want to ride, don't ride the white horse. And then at the very end, it says, ride the white pony. If you okay. want to ride, ride the white pony. So don't ride the white horse, ride the white pony. Ride the white pony. What's the white pony? You know, just do a little bit of heroin or something. I don't know. (laughs) Excedrin. (laughs) You wanted to hear the other song I was going to pick, Scott? Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, well, somebody else might pick. Oh, that's true. You're right. Okay, I'll wait. (laughs) Okay, Steve, number three or number one. Your last pick. Okay, uh, I'm going to do two songs. Uh, It's not cheating. It's just that one is an intro. So. What we're gonna feel enough is enough coming on. Is Alan Parsons Project Serious mm-hmm. into New Order Temptation. Wait, you wet. <laughs> They're not part of the same song. <laughs> uh, that's why I'm a great DJ. No one else would do that. You know what I Okay, just watch. okay, just New Order Temptation. <laughs> you don't have to play the <laughs> intro. You know what I did once? I played a Graham Parsons tribute show, and we started off with Sirius. <laughs> That's my kind of joke. Yeah, it's not bad. They were not happy. They were not happy about it. No one was happy. They were so mad. <laughs> After the first song, you're like, oh, shit, you guys are not going to like the rest of the set. Then. No, no, the rest of this is not going for you. <laughs> Graham Parsons broke out of his grave and came and yelled at you. Yeah, I'd still be more afraid of Alan Parsons alive than <laughs> Graham Parsons dead. 
That guy's a creepy motherfucker. All right, my number one. Gabe's not going to like this. I'm Not a Loser by The Descendants. Come on, it'd be for the punk kids in the corner who've been sneering and talking shit all night. And I could also have it be my last song because after they hear it, the chaperones are going to pull the plug. It's 82? It's 82. Wow, we're old. (laughs) Well, you look 30, (laughs) but you're acting like Archie Bunker right now. Yeah. I was going to pick a different song. Can what I were you going to pick? Human League, Don't You Want Me. You're gonna, that was going to be your number one. That was my number one. I scratched it at the last minute. That was in my alternates. What, what other alternates did you guys have? I had Talk Talk by Talk Talk. Oh. I had he, What? You want to say something about that? No, I was just like, I thought you were talking about Talk Talk by, I don't know, Hugh Lewis. Or <laughs> talk Talk by Judas Priest. There is some more. There's a Talk 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 song. Uh-huh. I had Human Nature by Michael Jackson. Ugh. Ooh. Slow dance. Knowing all that those kids didn't know you were going to play that song. Yeah. Say Hello, Wave Goodbye by Soft Cell. I don't know that one. Gabe? I don't know any of these songs. Gabe Maybe. Walked off Human the Nature. Floor. Carnival of Sorts Boxcar by R.E.M. Ah. See, that would have... That would have... Uh, Cleared the floor. Cleared the floor. <laughs> Stepping out, Joe Jackson. Another clear, another floor clearer. Oh, man. It's too bad. It's a great song. Did you guys know, I guess everyone must know this, but for some reason I didn't know this till today, that Abracadabra by Steve Miller, which we yeah. have talked about, on, has a line that says, Black panties with an angel's face. <laughs> what is that about? Something about leather and lace, black panties with an angel's face. What is he talking about? And how long have you been waiting to bring this up? <laughs> All he knows is he's going to reach out and grab you. Yeah. <laughs> Judas Priest, leather, another, hey. you got another thing coming? How did nobody say, Judas Priest, you got another thing coming? That would have been a great banger at the prom. We just, we decided not to. You just said leather the same and... reason. Which one? Leather and lace. Yeah. That, that, was a, that could have been a slow dancer from 82. Could have been. And wait, did you guys do Asia Heat of the Moment in Coverboy? We, we mm-hmm. did. And it was amazing. It brought the house down. But how about Dare this? Dare I Not, say it was better than Asia's original version? Maybe one of the How's best it? songs of 82. You maybe dare. one of my favorite songs of all time. English Beat, Save It for Later. That was we did that one. Coverboy's repertoire. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Goodbye to You, Scandal. Anybody, did you do that one? No. Good. Uh, Patty Smythe? Yeah. Scandal. Patty Smythe and Scandal. Yeah. Gabe doesn't know the difference between Patty Smythe and Patty Smith. Who? Who's who yeah, here? I'm calling you Patty, out. Patty Smith was the song. What does she sing? Gabe. <laughs> warrior. Who sings the warrior. Gloria something. Brandon. <laughs> what would you say? Gloria Brannigan. <laughs> Gloria Brannigan, he said. Gloria. Is that her name? Yeah. <laughs> I get them all mixed up. All these 82 singers, I get them all mixed up. Patty Smith has nothing to do with 82. I got a couple floor clearers. Taco <laughs> putting on the Ritz. 
<laughs> that would have been a that would have been a floor filler in my high school. Ugh, gross. Yeah. Um, I feel like Thomas Dolby would have cleared the floor. Science blinding yeah. me with science. Yeah. No, yeah that's, that's another big hit. It's a hit, but I was listen. I was three in '82. I don't. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> what about okay? Slow dancers. Kenny Loggins, heart to heart. Yeah. I don't no. know. See, see something else you guys might not know is that uh, Steve did uh, a Yacht Rock cruise called Stay Smooth. So he's very well versed mm. in the etiquette of Yacht Rock. So he, in his mind, Kenny Loggins songs from 1982 were uh, panty droppers. Right. <laughs> well, Steve, let me ask you about this. What's the difference between air supplies, even the nights are better... And Arthur's theme. Is there a difference between those two songs, or are they the same song? It's pretty close. It, it, they're not even on the same continent, my friend. There's a huge difference. <laughs> mm. Nope. It's pretty close. The vibe is the same. The vibe? The vibes. People talked about vibes a lot. People judge things by vibes in 1982. I will take Air Supply over Christopher Cross any day. Me too. Gabe, your thoughts. Where do we get tickets to this Yacht Rock cruise is the real question. We, uh, we haven't done one in a minute, but uh, I'm going to let you know next time we got one <laughs> popping up. <laughs> I know you're going to be there. <laughs> Did you guys do Scorpions, No One Like You at Coverboy? No. Would love we to, didn't though. do a lot of metal. I feel like the only song that would even get close to qualifying... As metal was Aldo Nova. Yeah. Oh, we'll get working on Run to the Hills. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> well, we did. The, the first time Steve was on the show was episode five, we say, right? That's what we say. Before. That's what we, that's what we tell people. Before our, our reoccurring bit of replacements versus Iron Maiden. A reoccurring nightmare. So we got to ask Steve if you had to pick between the two bands. Steve, how long have you been waiting for this moment? He's been, he's been waiting for it. I can also, see let's, let's mention something that isn't going to be part of the um, live podcast, but Steve had a pre-show mix both nights at G-Man where it was replacements versus Iron Maiden alternating back and forth. Yes, and subliminally. That's how we I got think- the gig. I, th- I think he re- he likes Iron Maiden because he's playing all the long songs from Maiden and these two minute songs from Replacements. It was great. So your money, Gabe, based on Steve's mixes, is that Steve is going to go for Iron Maiden. Yes, I put money on it. I say it's a how 70 much money pro- are you putting on? It's a seventy thirty proposition here. I, I think seven out of ten times he's going to sing Iron Maiden. He's going to what Iron Maiden? Sing Iron Maiden? No, he's going to say it. That's, oh. who, that's who he picks. He's trying to be close to seven keep out it of to the 30, did you say? Or did 70, say 30? 70, 30. He's, he's, a, said he's doing ratios. He's a numbers yeah. guy. <laughs> You're a ratioist. Yes, I'll give you odds. <laughs> I did one. I, I did one cue when, when Herb was talking and started playing nightclub jitters by the replacements, which was... A good on the fly moment. Just a little, you don't really hear it. It's just a ride symbol chilling in the back. 
You did a nice on the fly of Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, though. That, that, was, that was a really good stinger. When I was talking wanna... about the bird shit on my head? <laughs> no, he just went. <laughs> Is that song called? Shit. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm. It's called Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, like a rhyme, like a nursery rhyme. Yes, but it's spelled so R it's just, I M E R I. What is the, but does that have a different meaning? Does R I M E have a different meaning than R H Y M E? No, I think it's just an old, it's an old, old tiny, old, spelling. old school way of you know. But it's a song about this ancient mariner's rhyme, rhyme, like a story that the ancient mariner tells. This ancient in, mariner was a bit of a uh, rhyme slinger, or a rhyme sayer, a rhyme teller, if you will, like a hip, like a hip hop artist. So that's why the song. Rhymist. That's that's why that song takes thirteen minutes. There's a lot. Yes, it's a lot to rhyme. He thought it was the rind of the ancient mariner. <laughs> ah, this is how I fight off the scurvy. This rind, it's a magical rind. Uh, well. So why Gabe, don't you answer the question? I'm sorry, Gabe, Steve. but it's it's replacements. <laughs> I was trying to steer you my way, but you didn't fall for it. <laughs> I'm, uh, did, 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 I, I did Steve, did you almost fall into his trap? <laughs> I was so close. <laughs> like, he is right. He I, so he, deftly. He is right. I did play some of those longer songs. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, I did play some of those longer songs. Why did I do that? Think, Steve. <laughs> think. Search your soul. <laughs> Secretly. Uh, no, it's always been replacements for me. I grew up in Minnesota, so it's sort of like, you, you know. Didn't know that, did you, Gabe? Yeah. Uh, you didn't put it in the email saying you grew up in Minnesota. That would have changed my tune. That's yep. some info. That's some inside information. You could have used now. Pay up, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't bet. There's a lot of money 30. riding on this. <laughs> Seventy dollars. Seventy thirty. Seventy out of thirty. <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, there's, it's not just the Minnesota thing. I think Kyle Kinane kind of, you know, um, hit, hit it in the right, sort of the right frame of mind that the replacements like fit all these different moods. And Gabe, you might argue that Iron Maiden does that as well. Um, what did he say? Like, why, why are we always galloping? <laughs> yeah. Well, galloping on them. <laughs> you know what? If, you know what? If galloping, if galloping's your thing, that's all good. But, uh, replace if, if you're riding the white horse or the white <laughs> yeah. pony, you're, you're galloping along. To, if you want to rind the white horse, if you want to <laughs> rhyme the white horse. <laughs> See, but even with our DJ choices, like, you know, Ben tried to, I got, I'm going to have this, I'm going to have that for this mood and that. And Gabe was like, no, man, I'm playing it laid back the whole time. Let's get on the floor and boogie. So <laughs> their DJ styles mirror their fan styles. But you two yeah. gents, Steve and Scott, you guys you call actually, us? you two guys. What'd you think? I said gents. Gents, okay. Oh, did yeah, I say gents? Right. You two gents. gents, you have actually both DJed professionally in in the clubs, so to speak. Uh-huh. What's your best? What's your best and worst DJ experience stories? Uh, playing Genesis um, Paper Late in 1982 <laughs> when I was three years old. It was my first. No, I'm, I'm sorry. 
at the prom. Get that kid off the ones and twos. Send him to bed. <laughs> the worst DJ gig for me was at Shuba's. They, you know, they do those nights, and nobody would be there. There'd be a band playing downstairs, and but the DJ was upstairs, and nobody wanted to go upstairs. So Blake and I are up there, and we're just like this. Nothing's going on. No one's here. No one's been here for the last hour. Everything's downstairs. Fuck this. So we decided to loop the beginning of Eminence Front. Just that goes on. And we go, let's go downstairs and have a few drinks. We're downstairs for about a half an hour. And it's just a... Not thinking of anything. We go upstairs and it's packed. And they've been sitting around. 20 minutes. That was a floor filler, man. No, they were ready to... They were ready to rip us apart. <laughs> Did you just like take it off that loop and just play the rest of the song? Well, he had to get into something else. <laughs> oh, it's too bad. It's tough. Oh man, that's a good that's a good idea for like a cover boy set. <laughs> just play that riff over. Yeah, if yeah. you got a three set show, that's set two right there. <laughs> it's appropriate. <laughs>